Hello, dreamers. Welcome back to the show. If this is your first time watching or listening, welcome. Thanks for stopping by. Hit subscribe on the YouTube channel. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at livingthedream506. Share it. Tell your friends about it. All that good stuff. Everything helps. So thanks, at the very least, for just being here. You may know today's guests from their band, The Sheepdogs. But together, these two brothers become the rock duo known as Bros. Please welcome to the show, Ewan and Seamus Curry. Big Daddy Ewan. That's right. <laughs> and Seamus. How are you guys? Good, man. How you doing? Good. You guys doing ready well. to kick it off? Absolutely. Yeah, let's get into it. All right, cool. So I, I got to ask right off the bat, Big Daddy Ewan, where's the nickname come from? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's I just wrote it. It's anytime that like I'm on the internet. And they're like, what's your name? I just like, I can't help but like put something ridiculous in. So it's <laughs> like uh, on my Air Canada uh, profile for like 10 years, I've been uh, the honorable Ewan Curry. And so people are always like, oh, what does that mean? I'm like, are you a judge? I'm like, no, I'm a, a, a member of parliament. <laughs> So some, uh, some light trolling, I think is <laughs> what's yeah. going on here. Nice. <laughs> Canadian royalty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So Ewan and Seamus Curry, you guys are bros. Yeah, we are. We are. So you got the new uh, new EP coming out? Uh, it's a full mm -hmm. length, actually. Full length. Okay. So that's coming out when? July 16th? That's July right. 16th. You got it. So volume two. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. So safe to assume it's just going to progress numerically yeah we're like uh zeppelin or chicago where they just did the numbers it's like uh i don't know we just when we did the first one we we wanted to sort of like hint at that there would be more to come and it's great you don't have to think of an album title <laughs> you know or maybe we'll be like zeppelin and like you know they had a what on zeppelin five they went houses of the holy or whatever so yeah. maybe we maybe when we get to the fifth one we'll change it up and i like the idea of going numerical for a little bit and then like jumping back in like bros five is like volume five again or something i don't know <laughs> nice yeah and four be real cryptic with it and just kind of have no one know what's going on for a title yeah that's right yeah <laughs> they could assume that's right so who's the older brother here uh me nice <laughs> it's Boys. here for me is that right okay <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> Um, so ha have you guys played music together your entire lives or like, cause I know Seamus, you joined late for, for the sheepdogs. Mm -hmm. So 
did that just sort of happen or has it always kind of been you guys have played music together and then finally you started putting some projects together together uh oddly enough we kind of didn't play music together that much despite growing up in a musical household we kind of moved in our own circles a little bit uh you know ewan had his own band and i had my own band and uh, i think like the age difference between us four years which might just be significant enough that we were kind of always hanging out in different cliques uh ewan was at high school before i was and then he had graduated by the time i went there so uh, we kind of moved in our own circles a little bit when we were younger but uh we definitely had a lot of shared musical experiences i was constantly reading ewan's record collection when we were growing up so uh yeah definitely definitely a lot of shared experience there so with bros that bros came after you had joined the sheepdogs correct that's right yeah i, I joined in uh i joined the sheepdogs in 2012 and uh, we started Bros. The first album came out in 2016, but we started recording in 2014. Oh, nice. So what led to you joining the Sheepdogs? Like, was that always sort of an option or lingering in the back of your guys' minds? Or how, like, how did that come about? Uh, I, well, we were a four-piece for a lot of years. And I think we always, like our albums would always have like keyboard parts on them. Like I played the organ and, and maybe some piano and stuff. And so we always kind of dug like the idea of having a full-time keyboardist. It just takes a lot of pressure off of, you know, other instruments to have an, an extra guy. It just sounds really nice. And, uh, and so I think I kind of floated the idea of Seamus joining us like maybe 2011, 2012, just because we always had these keyboard parts on our record that were just sort of left off the, the record. But, uh, it just kind of worked out. Yeah. So it's sort of like it was the it was the best option for touring, and then he just became a permanent member for studio. Well, it's you know when you have somebody join your band, especially when you kind of already established, it's really tricky to like fit the uh, like the the chemistry is important, and like especially in those like at that time we were touring a lot, like you know th easily two thirds, three quarters of the year. And so we needed somebody that could just step in, handle their shit and not be like, you know, shook by being on the road. And I knew Seamus was a pretty like robust guy that could handle that, but also like, wasn't going to get on people's nerves. was going to be able to, you know, know when to like stay out the way, you know, when egos are clashing or when, you know, like the, the road is a weird place. A lot of weird stuff happens. Not everybody can hack it, which is just like the truth. And, uh, and so I knew like, you know, my brother would be a great musician and also would just fit in with everybody. as well. Yeah. Especially if you're touring as much as you said you were, I mean, like, can you explain, maybe give us a little taste of what it feels like on the road? Like when you say it's a lot, not a lot of people can hack it. You hear stories all the time, but like, can you give us a feel for how that really does kind of take its toll? Well, I think people, you know, it's obviously it's very exciting and it's fun to be on the road, but uh, in a lot of cases you spend all day traveling, whether that's, you know, it's not always on a tour bus or on a plane, it's often in a van. Um, so you're just kind of like stuck in a cramped vehicle for pretty much the whole day. Then you get somewhere, you load in, sound check, you've got a few, uh, you know, maybe 90 minutes to run and get something to eat, have a quick shower, and then you got to throw it on a show. By the time you're finished, it's late and you got to get up early and do it all over again. So it's, you know, long days um, and a lot of waiting around and then, okay, now you got to perform right now. 
you don't have the comforts of home, that kind of stuff. I mean, I don't want to make it sound like we're in like Afghanistan or something like that, <laughs> but it's like, you know, it's, I think people take for granted being home all the time. It's, it's, it's tricky when you're not, uh, you don't have those comforts at home. Your routine is like all over the place because like you're constantly like, okay, where can I get something to eat? I have no idea. I'm in Memphis. Where do I, what's good? You know, what's a safe area to walk through all that kind of stuff. It's just, you know, unpredictable. It's like you're constantly in a new and exciting place, but you never have the energy to go explore it. <laughs> the energy at the time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that must be tough. I mean, visiting all these cities and especially different countries and things like that and knowing you're so close yet so far from being able to like experience the tourism aspect of these places. Yeah. No, it's very it's uh it's really like uh so tantalizing because like especially like in Europe you're just like in these amazing places and you're like I can't I don't have time to go look at X, Y, and Z like you just see the bars after the show basically and even then you're going to be tired the next day yeah bar uh, hotel room highway <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. a lot of what it boils down to <laughs> now that being said after this past year and a half I'm, I assume you guys are looking forward to getting back on the road and I noticed you guys just uh announced a few dates yeah but but that's with sheepdogs uh you know so i thought we were kind of talking more about the bros thing but yeah 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 um are so, you guys are you guys going to be touring with the bros project not not per se i mean usually we just sort of like try to do a couple shows and and uh you know in toronto and then last time we did a little tour just because there was a demand for it but it's really hard because we had to put together like a nine man band and it just gets really tough to like transport nine people out. You know, you're in New Brunswick. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I think we went out. I don't know if we played in New Brunswick. We did a we festival there, uh, Evolve or something. Is that right? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's uh, yeah. Ev Evolve is in uh, Moncton, New Brunswick. Now it used to be in Anaganish, Nova Scotia. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that was so I time. played it when it was in Antigonisha and, and then we did it with bros in, uh, in Moncton, I guess. Yeah. Nice. So with the release of the, of the LP, you must be, and also announcing a few sheepdog shows. What is the plans for like playing this new bros album? Like, do you have a touring band to go with it? It's very much a, the trick with bros is that it's you and I, we get together and it's such a studio project. Like we're, we're overdubbing everything. It's sort of the name of the game. And we're just sort of experimenting with the sounds that we can get with uh, no intent of recreating it live, <laughs> sort of in the back of our minds. We're just like, what, what kind of sound can we create? What kind of like weird song can we get into? So we're just, we're overdubbing stuff. And then at the end of the day, we have these songs that are very difficult to replicate live, which is why we had the nine, piece band when we went on tour last time so it's sort of a trick when it comes to putting the album out of like you know how can we try and uh you know recreate some kind of live performance so well, it makes touring thing, a bit more difficult go ahead Ian. well and the other thing is just a, the pandemic <clears throat> we haven't been able mm -hmm. to get in the same room with a band of nine guys you know um so it's been very frustrating you know like it's 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 really weird to be promoting a record but we can't like just do the regular things like put a band together and play shows we got it's a lot of zooms yeah <laughs> so what is the plan is there a plan 
yeah, we'll probably at do some, yeah. <laughs> we're looking at maybe doing like a live stream or uh you know more more i guess video content kind of pre-filmed that kind of thing but uh yeah nice we'd love to just play a show but it's not that not that easy anymore yeah absolutely you guys try to um curate these songs into like an acoustic performance as well like i know you're saying you're over overdubbing a lot and it's very studio based but like do you have acoustic versions of these songs to kind of just play as a duo it's funny because it's like this such a constant struggle because like radio stations and media outlets want you to do acoustic versions but like the songs that we're doing with bros they're not really lending themselves to like just strumming guitar chords and singing like they're very orchestrated you know there's lots of like grooves and percussion heavy tracks and like horns and strings and so it's kind of like hey could you just come in and do like the an acoustic version of like the jaws theme and it's like you know <laughs> oh, like raiders of the lost ark you know john williams it just it's it's really tricky so we definitely have done some of that stuff but we're always like fighting against it because it's just like we kind of want the point the point is to like go full-on studio you know trickery and then but then everything's like no do an acoustic version it's like <laughs> yeah no, i don't i don't want to <laughs> the first single we released was the theme from bros which is our sort of like spin on a cop movie theme kind of thing it's like eight trombones and like organ and percussion and stuff so it'd be pretty tricky to like try and replicate that with just an acoustic guitar <laughs> yeah i was gonna ask you about the bros theme like he started talking about recreating the jaws theme or whatever so the bros theme was sort of a parody you kind of said oh, yeah much, i mean it's I it's definitely inspired by like film scores and film music. Uh, there's this composer I really like, uh, his name's Lalo Schifrin, who's a South American guy. I think maybe he's Argentinian. I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, he did the theme to like Dirty Harry and Bullet and like the original Mission Impossible theme. Lots of kind of like old school cop stuff. But his use of orchestration is amazing. He has lots of percussion, lots of cool electric piano, lots of brass. Uh, and it really kind of, as a trombone player, was something I was like immediately drawn to. And you and I, we loved watching those old cop movies and we'd always be like, this music is amazing. Like, we should try and make something like this. So uh, that's kind of where the theme from Bro's idea came from. And then the idea of calling it a theme to a movie that doesn't exist was uh, a stroke of genius. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Now, are you going to make a movie to go with it? Make the theme first and then make the movie for it? Well, we got our buddy yeah. Rob to make an animated film. Uh, for the video we're pretty stoked on how that turned out <laughs> is, is that out right now mm -hmm. is, yeah, yeah. Oh, you check God. it out on youtube nice so the bros theme that's pretty cool do you guys is that kind of where this project may lead you guys is more film score type things or we'd love to i mean uh, no one's exactly knocking on our door for that kind of thing but it's uh you know it's i think that's what's interesting is it's like we kind of look at music as being very uh there's a big wide world of it out there um you know <clears throat> i think coming from like a rock and roll background and sheepdogs and stuff everyone thinks of music as like you know oh you write a song you sit down with your, your acoustic guitar and you write some words on a pad and you kind of you know three chords and the truth type of thing and we're like interested in with bros we're trying to do more of a like a big rich colorful thing and and sort of steer into some like more exotic waters and so like yeah 
old film scores, like even like old Henry Mancini kind of stuff is really cool. Like just, it's very evocative and it's like, you can really like, like if you go on vacation, like for me, like I want to listen to like some crazy old exotica tiki bar type of music because it just really sets a mood. Um, and that's kind of what we're into. Like we want to set real specific moods with different songs. At the same time, we're also kind of doing like a real kind of like uh, power pop sort of, you know, hollow notesy kind of like fun type of thing. So it's it's very eclectic and all over the place. Would we like do a, a, a movie soundtrack? Yeah. I mean, that'd be amazing. <laughs> like we, since we were kids, you know, we loved like Jason and the Argonauts from the 60s, which was Bernard Herrmann who did like Psycho and, and, and like, you know, we always really gravitated towards the, the music, you know, like if you took away the, the music from like, you know, Psycho, uh, the shower scene, it's probably not the same or, or even like Star Wars is like, you know, people love Star Wars and part of the appeal was just that the music was so majestic. So it'd be great to create something like that. Yeah. It'd be cool to find someone to partner with and sort of create the album from the ground up with that in mind. That'd be so, that'd be exciting. Yeah. It'd be fun. I'll call though. up Spielberg. Uh, yeah. yes. <laughs> Spielberg, get at us. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I love the Bros Project. You were saying like you like to be a little more exotic. I got some like like I know you guys are very classic rock oriented with both projects, and I I hear a lot of like Beatles esque just experimentation. Real, I don't. You said exotic. I don't know if it's exotic as it is like very uplifting, emotional, and experimental, and. I heard kind of tastes of Ween a little bit. I don't know if you guys oh, yeah. listen to Ween, but I just, a little bit. I, I loved it. I love the, like I was out on the boat before this, just it's 40 degrees here. And we were just boating around listening to that uh, volume one and some of the new singles. And I was just, I got that Ween vibe and it was just really relaxing and really exciting. And I, it really pumped me up for this interview to talk to you guys about it. I just awesome, man. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, Ween have that kind of they like they had a real variety of stuff that they would do. I think it's just sort of like it's like you're interested in music of all kinds and you're kind of like, let me see if I can try and do this type of music and let me see if I can do this. Um, and it's like I, and, and like certainly we grew up listening to the Beatles and that's like kind of the top hero, but like that spirit of the 60s is so cool because it was like there were no limitations to what they do they weren't just like well i play guitar and you play drums and you know we write rock songs they were like what if we got an orchestra what if we did as many tracks as possible and overdubbed and you know they they were constantly being crazy what if we ran our vocals through the, the leslie speaker they were just like so inventive and so like that's kind of the spirit that we have when we're in the studio is we try to have no limitations and we just sort of like i don't know get crazy like there's a song on the on the record called uh two for tea which is like almost like a 1930s like vaudeville type of song that's like <laughs> old-timey like very silly like we're just trying to like have fun really <clears throat> a big sense of the the record was just kind of us trying to make each other laugh in the studio like you can come up with the silliest most outrageous song idea that kind of thing <laughs> We try to keep it fun, like put like our sense of humor in it, you know, have it be lighthearted. There's so much kind of dour, serious music out there and we're, we're kind of having, trying to have a party, so yeah. Yeah, well, like he said, no limitations. Then that's the, that is the vibe it gives off. And that's how 
kind of wean always self-described is just it doesn't have to be limited to a, a foundation or like a cookie cutter verse chorus things like yeah, that switching like, styles yeah. yeah all that kind of stuff yeah it's nice to have that kind of creative freedom you know it's uh sort of what we're all about yeah and i guess we're not really writing to have a, a hit per se i mean my first record tell me did pretty well on radio and stuff but it was really just like we're making it to have fun and uh yeah they're really kind of it's just a it's it's just sort of a vanity project that we just really love making you know very interesting eclectic music i really like that style with with no no rules and no limitations another band that does it for me is alt j where like some of their songs just sort of tell a story rather than being a verse chorus bridge chorus intro outro things like that it's it's a it's a story and that I, I feel that way and you guys are talking about like bros theme being a score and things like that it just i like when music creates a picture for me rather than just being a song it's it's a film in my head and i i got that with you guys and i really enjoyed the album and i'm really stoked to be able to talk to you guys and it, it was a real honor thanks man yeah nice i like song, what you man. said yeah. about the the painting a picture like it it's it's not just through words it's through the music too so i'm glad i'm glad you feel that way thank you yeah absolutely and you guys with the sheepdogs are playing calgary stampede on july 11th and mm -hmm. together again festival august 20th in edmonton so that's right good luck getting back to back to your regular routine and i hopefully yeah, see man, you guys on the east coast yeah man the east coast i'm sure will be happening uh before soon perfect well get in touch or I'll get in touch with you guys when you get here and hopefully we can meet up for a drink or something. Right on, Chris. Thanks a lot, man. Cheers, guys. Thanks for having us, man. Take care. Peace. Hey, guys. If you're still here listening and you haven't done so already, you might as well take a minute and follow us on Facebook and Instagram subscribe to our youtube channel and subscribe on apple podcasts spotify or wherever you get your podcasts all these links can be found at liveinthedream 506com thank you for your support and keep dreaming